Hi, and welcome to The Talent Trade. This is Stephanie Moss, partner with Thinking Ahead Search. Today, we are going to talk about probably one of the absolute most boring topics that we could possibly ever talk about. However, it is probably one of the absolute most important topics. We here at Thinking Ahead believe that there are four pillars to building a successful search desk, recruiting, marketing, managing the head game, and planning. Of all of those, without a doubt, planning is the most boring of all. However, for me personally, it has probably become my secret to success. And some folks have mixed feelings about planning, especially recruiters. I know a lot of folks that love the idea of, hey, my day will tell me what I need to do. I don't need to plan. I hear that often. Or I hear, hey, when you're overly planned, it doesn't allow flexibility. And I'm in search because I need the flexibility. I get it. I probably have heard every single reason why you shouldn't plan or be planned to the nth degree, which I personally believe in. But let me share with you some other folks who would disagree and see if you can't buy in after these quotes. By the way, if you can't buy in after these quotes, please stop the podcast and move on about your day because the rest of it ain't going to help very much. All right. First quote, failing to plan is planning to fail. Alan Lycan. It takes as much energy to wish as it does to plan. Eleanor Roosevelt. Planning without action is futile. Action without planning is fatal. Cornelius Fitchner. Plans are nothing. Planning is everything. Dwight D. Eisenhower. Dreaming, after all, is a form of planning. Gloria Steinem. This is personally one of my favorites. Never begin the day until it is finished on paper. Jim Rohn. By failing to prepare, you are preparing to fail. Ben Franklin. Setting a goal is not the main thing. It is deciding how you will go about achieving it and staying with that plan. Tom Landry. If you don't know where you are going, you will end up someplace else. Yogi Berra. A goal without an action plan is a daydream. Nathaniel Brandon. Someone is sitting in the shade today because someone planted a tree a long time ago. Warren Buffett. It wasn't raining when Noah built the ark. Howard Ruff. Plan your work for today and every day, then work your plan. Margaret Thatcher. A clear vision backed by definite plans gives you a tremendous feeling of confidence and personal power. Brian Tracy. Okay, hopefully those are enough to inspire you to think, wow, maybe there is something to this idea of planning. If not, again, I would hit end here and move along about your day. If it is interesting, or if even before all those great quotes, this was something that you feel, hey, this truly does help me, but I'm either out of practice I need help buttoning up on how to plan my day, or gosh, I'm totally bought in, but I have no idea where to start. Let's spend the next 10, 15 minutes and talk about planning the perfect day. So a couple of things as it relates to planning the perfect day. And again, of course, this is for folks in the executive search business. I heard one time that there's a difference between being effective and being efficient, being effective is getting done what you intended to get done. Being efficient is doing it in a timely manner. That is our goal behind planning. We are trying to be both effective and efficient. 
So the backdrop to planning the perfect day really comes from two main theories. One is the Stephen Covey time management. It's working your four quadrants, important and urgent, and the quadrants that come along with that to get the most out of your active workday and then also to getting the most out of your inactive workday or the times when it's more administrative or behind the scenes, et cetera. I heard many, many years ago an analogy that talked about working your desk as if you were working a retail store. Most of us don't make calls at two in the morning or six in the morning or 10 o'clock at night. At least we probably shouldn't be. So instead, we work our desk with regular normal business hours, whether that's eight to six or nine to four. Personally, that's my preferred schedule. Whatever the case may be, those are the hours where we are, quote unquote, open for business. We are actively seeking business. What you do before you, quote unquote, open your store, that's all your inactive activity. Those are all the things you do to set up to be open during the day. We're going to talk in great detail what those activities actually are, but that's where a lot of this is coming from, is just doing the things that you should be doing them when you should be doing them. The second philosophy behind this planning is working in time blocks. There's been a ton of studies that shows that when you batch like activities, you become more effective and more efficient. So instead of literally bouncing around, and I think about, you might remember it from when you were a kid, you go to, it looks like a gumball machine, but instead of being gum, it's those, you know, little rubber balls and they are super inexpensive, 25 cents maybe, but kids absolutely love them because they are super, super bouncy. And when you let them off, they literally will bounce all over the place for minutes on end. When you're not planned, that is often what our day looks like. What I want to encourage you to do is imagine you're trying to hit every surface of this small room. And instead of just walking in and throwing the ball, you continuously aim in one section until every section is covered. Then you move on to the next. Now, with that being said, we don't work for endless hours without taking a break. We really do typically have about, depending on the person, a 45-minute to 120-minute span where we can actually stay focused. So your time blocks, I encourage you to play in your time blocks in one or two-hour increments, whatever brings you the most focus and efficiency. So let's dive in. With those two philosophies, what does the perfect day for a recruiter look like? I'm going to use hours. But again, feel free to adjust as what works best for you. So here at Thinking Ahead, one of the things we like to do is jump right into our day, get on the phone as fast as possible. To start our day between 8 a.m. and 10 a.m., we are committed to something called a 10 by 10, which is 10 calls by 10 a.m. doesn't matter what these calls are. If you like to jump in, marketing calls are hard for you. So you do your 10 marketing calls first thing in the morning. Great. For a lot of us, we like to kind of ease into our day and cold calling isn't how we do that. So we set up what we call money calls. Those would be things like delivering offers, follow-ups from offers that were delivered the day before. We can also schedule in there prep calls, follow-up calls, reference check calls, warm calls, whatever the case may be. But the idea is those first two hours of the day, 
we immediately jump on the phone and start to create some momentum for the day. That's from eight to 10. Then from 10 to 12, you have a batch of either recruiting calls or marketing calls. It doesn't matter which it is. You follow your energy, whatever serves you best. But if you're doing recruiting calls, they need to be recruiting calls that are dedicated to one search. So you're not then making 10 or 15 calls or 20 calls on five different searches, but rather, hey, these are all going to be recruiting calls for search ABC. Then from noon to one, and I'm a huge believer in this, huge, from noon to one, you walk away. This for me personally is a great time to go work out. By now, I've been on the phone for almost four hours. I need to mentally disengage so I don't burn out. I need to use a different part of my brain. Again, for me, it's a great time to go work out, whether it's to get outside and take a walk, go lift some weights, whatever the case may be, whatever works best for you, but get up, get away from your desk and go do something else. Now, sometimes I'll have people say, well, hey, how about I get up and just go watch a training video? Okay, maybe. But what I really like you to do is completely disengage from the day. Your brain needs a little bit of a rest for you to have the strong afternoon that you want. If you're super crunched on time and you can only do this for 30 minutes, that is perfectly fine. But this is a practice that if you get into getting up halfway through your day, walking away, using a different part of your brain, you will find the rewards for that in the afternoon are incredible. So walk away, noon to one, come back, one to three. Again, recruiting calls or marketing calls, and they're batched just like the morning. So if you're doing recruiting calls again, or for the first time, again, they're just calls related to one specific search. You're not calling different people for different searches. If you're doing marketing calls and you need to organize those by types of folks you're calling on, types of organizations, batch them according to geography, whatever the case may be, think about trying to be effective and efficient. Then from three to five, this is where, quite frankly, my energy starts to wane a little bit. Based on this schedule, even though I took a midday break, I have had the opportunity to put six hours worth of phone work into my day. So the idea of spending another couple hours in a quote unquote cold call or slightly warm call, my energy is just low. So what I do instead from three to five is we suggest that you set up what we call process calls. Now, if your energy really peaks in the afternoon, I suggest you move this to the morning. But no, at the end of the day, you should have a number of calls and a phone call goal that, again, if you wanna move this to the morning and make more calls in the afternoon because that serves your energy better, I'm totally fine with it. It just sets up a different level of discipline so that your day never gets away from you without having to put in somewhere between 35 and 60 calls a day. So what are process calls of life? Process calls are any calls that you can schedule that somehow involve the process of the actual recruiting. So if you are going to be pitching a potential client on working with you, that's when you schedule it in the afternoon during this process time. If you're presenting MPC candidates, this is a great time to do it. If you are doing preps, debriefs, candidate profiles, whatever the case may be, 
but it's a call that you can schedule. For me, that is a process call. And again, I set that up from three to five. Now, if you're newer in the business, you may not have the luxury of two hours a day of process calls. No problem. You're going to have to keep making regular cold calls or quote unquote warm calls during that time. And that's okay. In the beginning, we are really trying to do as much outreach as possible so that six months, a year, two years, five years down the road, you have worked your business in such a way that you can and do set up two hours of process calls most days of every week that you work. Then from five to six, it's planning. Now, I often get folks say, well, hey, I don't need to plan for an hour. And I'm going to challenge you on that. Planning is a couple of different things. It is absolutely setting up the next day, not just in terms of what you're going to do, but do you know who you're going to call? Do you have their contact information? If you need to call 50 people the next day, do you know who you're going to call, when you're going to call them, and what number you're going to call them at? Sourcing, if you don't know who you're going to call, then you need to do some sourcing. To me, sourcing is a part of planning. Do you know who you're going to market to the next day? Do you need to do any research on those folks? To me, planning involves all of those different things. I also like to take a couple minutes out of my planning to look back on my day. Hey, what did I accomplish today? Where are the wins? I also like to look for, hey, did anything not go as I hoped it would? What can I learn from that? What can I do in the future to set that up? I do believe from an anxiety perspective, you will be a better person to whoever you see after work, your loved ones, family, friends, support group, whatever the case may be, when you can bookend your day. Now, sometimes nature of the beast is we do have to make calls at night or you know we might have to do some sourcing after hours, whatever the case may be. That is fine, but the goal is to be able to work your day in a way that that is severely limited. Again, based on this schedule, working eight to six, you have an opportunity for eight hours of phone time. If you need more than eight hours of phone time to be successful, please call me. I'd really like to talk about ways that we can make you a little bit more efficient so you don't have to work quite so much. I'm not saying you may don't need that time to do everything you need to do, but I'm saying if you can't get in 35 to 60 calls a day in eight hours of phone time, we're stalling out somewhere. We need to address that. For the rest of us, eight hours a day of being quote unquote open for business is plenty. And in fact, for a lot of us, we get really good at this and we're so well planned that we can accomplish in six or seven hours what most folks need eight or nine hours. And again, that's where efficiency and effectiveness comes in when you work a consistent plan. Now, with that being said, a couple things to be mindful of. You know, part of it is just simply doing the planning. It'll be amazing how much more disciplined you will be and how much more you will get done when you're planned. But we can't be naive. Having a plan isn't going to be enough. We also need a system to help us accomplish and stay dedicated to the plan. So a couple pointers on that. Number one, eliminate distractions. If you, every time your email dings that you have a new email, if that pulls you off your plan, turn it off. I have really, over the last several months, gotten to this point where I felt like I was just so attached to my phone, it would freak me out to leave it in another room. Finally, I just had this realization, you know what? 
if someone needs to get a hold of me in an emergency situation, I'll just know it. People know how to get to me. Most of the time, though, I don't even know what the circumstance. I mean, unless you're an on-call doctor, they're going to call you to save lives or a first responder or, you know, something in that genre. Most of us can step away from our phone for 15, 30, 60 minutes at a time and be just fine. So if your phone is your distraction, then go do something else with it. Put it on silent, turn it over, whatever the case may be. If scrolling LinkedIn is your distraction, then shut it down. Take it off of your desktop, whatever the case may be. But know what your distractions are and do your best to eliminate them. Another way to accomplish this is being well-organized so that when you launch into a time block, you're already set up. If you need water, you've got water by your desk. If you need a list of names and phone numbers, you've got that ready to go. The idea is when you're in these time blocks, you have a get off the phone, get on the phone, get off the phone, get on the phone type of mentality. And it just gives you a little bit of hustle. Another suggestion is some accountability. If you're new to planning and you need a little bit of help to stay committed to your plan, if you work well with your leader or manager, get them involved. Give them access to your calendar. Show them what you plan on accomplishing the next day. Ask them to hold you accountable, not in a micromanagement kind of way, but a supportive way. If your manager is not going to be the person for you for that, but you've got a peer or outside the office, someone in your support group, hey, I really need to follow my plan tomorrow. At the end of the day, would you please ask me, hey, how did your plan go today? Whatever it might be that you need, accountability. That helps tremendously. And then the last one, and I heard this in the last couple of weeks and I thought it was a really cool thing. It said, when you're trying something new, you will not continue it unless you can see or feel positive reinforcement pretty much right away. So I like to be committed with rewards. Now, in my time blocks, they're pretty much back to back, but I may need to take a five minute break in between each call block. That's perfectly fine. Each call block is two hours long. If it ends up being an hour and 55 minutes, I can usually accomplish what I need to accomplish during that time. So for me, I'm very food motivated. And for my health, it serves me well to eat small little things throughout the day. So quite frankly, a lot of my rewards, are if I have a good time block, I get to eat a snack. With that, I'm also a big water drinker. By the way, I'm not like the super health nut. There's just certain things I got to do here. But I drink a lot of water during the day. So guess what? A lot of my breaks, my rewards are crazy as it sounds. I get up and get to go to the bathroom. I know that sounds ridiculous, but sometimes that's what it is for me. Sometimes it's responding to a text. I really try not to let those rewards take more than five minutes because then it becomes a distraction. But whatever does it for you, I know folks that will work really hard for you know, two hours and then they do a set of push-ups to get ready for the next call block. Or, you know, they go take the dog for a walk, which again, not a 20-minute walk, but a five or 10-minute walk just to get outside, get some fresh air. Whatever it is that works for you, be committed and use rewards so you get that instant feel good about what you're doing. If accountability is, hey, I'm going to text somebody and tell them I just rocked those calls and, you know, I've told them, hey, I'm going to text you, text me back a thumbs up or, you know, a celebration, whatever the whatever you need, but make sure you have those rewards set up as well. It'll immediately send to your brain positive reinforcement for your commitment to your goals. 